Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I'm James Parsons and with me this week we've got Bryn Hall from the mighty uh, Hibiscus on the North Shore there and uh, Tony Lamborn from the Southland Stags down south, how are we, lads? Not too bad, brother. Hey, mate, it's great to see you. Um, you're getting paid double now that you're hosting and obviously questioning, questioneering now, so double the money, is it? I'm probably going to be worse, so they've cut me in half. I've cut my wage in half. Oh, you wouldn't be doing a half wage if that's for sure, mate. Hey, that's control, for sure. You... Controlling Lamborn's going to be tough enough. <laughs> nah, you'd be right, Chip. You hey. spend the season with me, mate. We'll, we'll start with you, Tony. Um, obviously, you've come down from uh, Auckland to Southland. Uh, how's the sort of first few weeks? It's been a little bit different for you guys because you've been allowed out of your house. Uh, what's what's the first few weeks entailed for you, lads? Oh, it's been good. No, I was uh, pretty lucky, pretty fortunate to get out of Auckland, actually, uh, right there during the lockdown. So um, cops let me actually straight through. So thank you very much. Now, head down Are you here. In um, I was, actually. Uh, I didn't even need to show them any, um, any like, Certificate, nothing. They're like, yeah, it's sweet as where you go, boy. Just so, just sweet. so the listeners understand, uh, well, you tell them what who's crumpy, what's crumpy. Oh, my truck, I got a um 89 Toyota Hilux, his name's Crumpy because uh, the, <laughs> the original owner is Barry Crump, so it's it's um one in a million. Slides <laughs> my DMs if you want if you want to um if you want to purchase it. I've always said I'd never sell it, but you know, for the right price. As you can see, Tony will not let details get in the way of a good story. Brenna, obviously a little bit different for you. Uh level three uh for most of it. How how did that go for, for the Harbour Lads? Oh, I was very fortunate, like um like Tony, I wasn't here for level three. I was I was down south and was fortunate enough to kind of be able to you know, do what we really what we wanted to really, um, considering we were able to do a lot of stuff. But yeah, the boys did their work, did their mahi, and um, classic Alex King, our trainer, got us in day one and ran a bronco. So um, yeah, how'd you uh, go? Yeah. Uh, not no, not too bad actually. You know, the boys actually went pretty well. So um, yeah, it looked like the boys were doing a lot of work in that lockdown period, and uh, we're just trying to cram in as much things as we can. We haven't been together, and there's a lot of guys that are that are in the squad, so. A lot of young fellas, and uh, but mate, we sorely miss your uh, your leadership there, Jibba. So we're oh. looking forward to seeing you uh, to weeks two, three, or four. Well, whenever you're coming in, mate, you're always available. <laughs> always available to come in, me old mate. What excites you about the group? You know, you've been around a while, while now, and uh, we've we've fallen short, I suppose, the last few years. Is uh, do you mm. see 
Yeah, obviously we bring Gats back and, and Shooter. Uh, do you see there's there's room for growth this year and, and pushing on? Yeah, I think there is, mate. I think you know there's a lot of young, a lot of young men that have been rewarded from from the club system, and you know, I think KK and I guess the group with probably the last two years he's tried to tried to do that, and um, you know we're seeing guys that are year twos that are really coming in really keen, and um, you can just see their growth and their learnings and. Um, a lot of those guys that you mentioned didn't get to play a lot of Super Rugby, you know, the likes of Gats and um, you know Ethan Rootsy as well. Ethan Roots didn't get to play a lot, and a lot of boys just just off the rank that um, didn't get a lot of time, but were in that Super Rugby environment and, and have just really come back hungry. So um, you know, like I think we've got a pretty hungry group and uh, enough experience, there, enough old dogs that um, they can kind of lead them away, um, around as well. So now we're looking forward to it. We know that it's it's short time preparation, but. Um, now we're looking forward to it, man, and hopefully we can, um, you know, right the wrongs that we have the last couple of years and make the playoffs. You got to head out this weekend? No, we don't. We got we got to, we got to cancel because um, with the restrictions and, and that. So yeah, we're going to be a little bit uh, underdone, I guess, preparation-wise with with having that game where most teams might be playing that one game before the competition. But um, I guess for us, it just gives us an opportunity to try and um, nail out as many as much detail and a lot, as much as we can in, in that short time. So um, yeah, don't get to play this week, but. Um, you know, we'll do it as we can. Dog, dog, uh, Tony, do you get a do you get a game this week? Yeah, yeah, we play Otago down here, Rugby Park. So um, uh, we're excited about that. We're we're um, taking it as if it was the first round the comp. Um, yes, we had our first main training yesterday. Eleven new faces to the team. So um, yeah, we're on the same boat as Bryn. Really, we're um, we're talking about. Um, we wanted to create our own legacy down here and create our own our own future and that. So, yeah, that's that's our focus now. Being skipped, mate. Um, well, we, you know, obviously it's it's no brainer. Uh, you know, Bryn and I have been there. You boys have sort of struggled in the, in the championship for the last few years. Um, where's where's your point of difference going to be this year? You know, like when I saw a few guys, if you use the turbos game as an example, last year got off to a hissing start just not being able to finish those games off in the last 20. Is that a big focus for you lads this year? We don't really, we're not focusing and looking back. We're looking forward and we want to create our own, our own legacy here. We, um, we've got a whole bunch of new lads here. Um, so, yeah, I don't, it's, it's a tough one, mate. I, I think like at camp, we're a really good camp and uh, sat the boys down. I said, look, we can, um, we we can say all these things that we want to do during the season, but are we actually willing to commit? Are we actually willing to sign sign on the dotted line and say, look, yeah, I'm committed to this. This is what I want to do. And uh, I'm going to do everything it takes to make that happen. Look, mate, and we've um, set some pretty, some pretty high goals and um, the boys are, are willing to get stuck in. And, and look, a, a big thing that I picked up from the Blues this year, Chip, was um, the culture. Not only the culture, I think, well, actually, it's part of the culture is like that competitive edge at training. Like, I, I use the loose forward trio, for example. Like, the loose forwards every week were getting stuck into each other, bringing the best out of each other. And then, no matter who was playing named, we still backed each other and were happy for each other. And we did what it took to um, bring the best out, be the best. So, mate, we're. Um, that's the mentality we're taking into this this campaign. And um, look, I mean, today's training, I think, was a really good start. Well, I've seen some pretty good stuff there. And the coaches are really happy with where we're already at. And um, they're already saying that we're 
miles ahead of what they were last season. Uh, I suppose you've had a bit of uh, time to settle in down there and look, I've never seen you this serious, so the man means business, but could we just um, look at your plugging on your Instagram? Uh, there's been cafes, there's been cars, there's been, you know, hunting. There's, I mean, I don't think there's a place left in Invercargill that you have not plugged over the last week. <laughs> There's not that many places that you can plug down here, Chip, but um, I'm trying to cover them. I'm trying to cover all my bases. Got to be smart, mate. Yeah, he's leading the way, mate. It's on the young fellas. Look, uh, look, I'm not. I'm not the biggest grammar in the world, but um, look, I'm trying my best. Look, mate, I'm throwing massive stones at glass houses, but it just uh, <laughs> it just tickled. Oh, mate. It just tickled my fancy. Um, so you know, like obviously, minor ten cut. What's what is the difference? You know, like there's something about it. Uh, and you know, like as a player, when you when you go to play minor, it's just different to super. What what you know, Brim? What do you put it down to? Is it because there is that you know the tradie or or the uni student that joins the full time professional that just gives it that little bit of you know club spirit edge sort of feel? Yeah, I think it does, Jip. I think it's it's a it's a just a great balance. You've got a lot of boys that that play super rugby and. I wouldn't say we take it for granted, but you know, a lot of these young guys that are coming through the system right now um, go through the New Zealand schools, 20s program, and are born into that professionalism really, really quick. Whereas Modern Cup, you know, you've got a lot of guys that are working most of the year, and you know, they come in, they come for the 10 to 12 weeks where, where we're playing, and um, you know, they get an opportunity, and you can just kind of see the uh, the look in their eye that they're a professional rugby player for that part of the time, and um, I guess it just just real humbling sometimes to, to see it, eh? And um, it's really pure and you, I guess you kind of get that, it's not schoolboy rugby, but you just get that passion with a lot of guys, especially in our squad, being from North Harbour. Um, you just see the real enjoyment and um, the pride that they have when they put on the jersey. So I love it, mate. I love coming back. I love seeing the young guys coming through the system. You know, Jeff, with us being a little bit older now, we um, have a much better understanding when the young guys are coming through. And, you know, I look at guys that um, when I first came in, Jeff, you know, you're a, a season campaign at him when I first came in and it took took me under your wing and you know for me now it's, it's a great opportunity for me to give back as well and um, I get a lot of pleasure when I see those young boys coming through and uh, making super rugby side seeing growth and improvement so um, I love it mate it's awesome. You've, you've only been there I suppose a couple of days really so this is sort of question without notice um, is there anyone that you know who you, you didn't know that's taken your eye I suppose on the training field so far? Probably can't off the top of my head. I'll probably actually um, uh, Ngaruhi, actually. He's um, Nige. We call him Nige. Um, so he's he played, obviously signed with the sevens. And he's played a lot of sevens, but um, he's electric. He's very electric. And so his skill set and um, I guess just the way he plays, he's someone that's really that's caught my eye. And I think given, if given opportunities this year, he's um, he's definitely going to be one that we're going to look out for. You want to look out for, sorry. Now I'm still on the text group. And I noticed he texted a message the other day saying he was late and he was sorry. <laughs> I was so close to replying, going, "Come on, mate, that's sloppy." You know, should have, mate. I was yeah, like, "I'm gonna let mate. it go. I'm gonna let it go." Hey, when you're a centurion, mate, you can do whatever, whatever you want, mate. You can do whatever you want. A yeah. man of detail like yourself, brother, you can't let these sloppy habits slide in. No, yeah, no, <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. I guess, um, yeah, it's just a wee little warning. But I think that's, it comes back to, I think, obviously, Nigel's a little bit different because he's been in the seven squad, but. Yeah, there is te there is te teething processes in, in Mighty Ten Cup, so it does um, your patience does um, get tested a lot. But again, I think it's our job as uh, more experienced campaigners to to try and lead them in the right direction and you know try to be on time.
Because if you, yeah, you're not yeah. turning up on time in your job, mate, you're getting fired, aren't you? So yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you. It is definitely more about assisting rather than catching up. Um, yeah. It was just a bit of, bit of tongue in cheek with you there, brother. Hey, um, <laughs> there, uh, dog, dog. Let's go to why I call you dog, dog. How do you get that nickname? Mm. Oh, no, well, I've been called. Um, I think my nickname's Kuri, and Kuri means dog in Te Reo Māori. And uh, and really, what you're saying there, Kuri means dog, and people call me Kuri Dog. So you're basically just calling me Dog Dog. Dog. <laughs> That's why that one stuck with Jiffa there. Yeah. Uh, I can't really go into why, how my name came along. Yeah, Kuri Dog. Get on, mate. Nah. You love plugging. Get on there, Tony, mate. Plug your name. Kuri Kuri. Can't plug Kuri Dog, man. Can't plug that one. Can't plug that one. <laughs> nah. So honestly, the first time I met um, Kuri Dog or dog dog as i call him i was like oh you know i i don't know today maori as well as most and i said what's kuri mate like he goes dog and i go so why do people call you kuri dog isn't that just like dog dog and he goes yeah it is and i was like why and then he's like i don't know i was just like oh my god so from then on i was just like hey dog dog <laughs> i can't tell people what to call me mate if they're just going to call me kuri dog i'm not going to say no no you can't call me kuri dog it's kuri I can't do that. It's it's a name that's given to me. Oh, man. That's the beauty of it, We'll move on to the North-South fixture. Um, Any of you lads been in touch with anyone in the camps so far this week? Yep. How's the build-up going? Talk us through what you've heard. Oh, I'm hearing a bit of razzle and just going to throw the kitchen sink. Who's that? Who's that from, mate? Uh, It's the young fella, young rock, Manaki Shari Ricketts. Oh, yeah. Fellow stag, fellow stag. Is he enjoying the camp? Mate, he is, yeah. Um, he wasn't actually expecting it at all. I mean, the date all it was announced, and I was ringing him, and I'm like, oh, buddy. I was going to ring him up and say, mate, congratulations. You know, mate, you know, you make that team, and you're, you're in the mix. You're in the frame. So um, I was ringing him up, and I, <laughs> I left him a message, and he called me back about three minutes later. He's like, hey, my, my blower's been going off. I said, yeah, I can better. He goes, I just woke up. <laughs> oh, Big wow. nine on the salt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, is he someone that is a relaxed customer in terms of his preparation, and is he feeling, you know, probably a little bit more nervous being in and around the guys he's around, and I suppose the opportunity to play in front of uh, the All Black coaches? He's definitely a relaxed um, type of dude. Um, I think. At the Hondas this year, they maybe said he was just maybe a little bit too relaxed in his approach to games and stuff. But um, yeah, he's a pretty relaxed rooster. And, but in saying that, I think it kind of all clicked um, later on that day when the team was announced that, you know, shit, I actually am you know, in the mix. And, um, you know, something like that happens to you and you're just like, Fuck, you know, all that hard work that I've been doing is paying off. So, um, Nah, he's pretty excited about it. I'm not sure if he's playing or not. Uh, I haven't seen the team, but um, I hope he is, and I think he'll do all right. Brenna, now pretty much the whole Crusader squad's in there. Um, who have you been talking to? It's so funny, bro. When we were doing the um, just trial, when we were in lockdown and that kind of stuff, um, yeah, there's about 12 or 13 of the boys that, that came in, eh? It was like, um, yeah, it was unbelievable, man. Even like Kieran Reed in there came out of the woodwork and obviously was talking about his county Steelers and that, and that so... Um, but no, I've had a talk to Will Jordan and Tom Christie, so I was, I was flating with them, and um, they said it's great. It's, um, 
obviously a South team and I think it does help with a lot of the Crusader boys to kind of um, to talk to, especially if you're a young guy coming through and experience the kind of all-black environment for the first time. Um, I guess it has been a bit more comfortable having those boys around there, but um, no, it's going to be good, mate. They're, they're enjoying it. There's a lot, of, um, a lot of things that have been said, but again, what a great opportunity for a lot of those young men that have, um, that have played pretty well during um, Sioux Rugby. Similar to um, Shelby Ricketts, I suppose, uh, for Christie. Yeah, I mean, Will Jordan's performances probably speak for itself and warrant, um, I suppose, potentially an all-black selection. But uh, Tom has obviously gone extremely well as well to get the selection, but probably you know, a little bit further down the pecking order, a massive opportunity for one to show his his wares, I suppose, in terms of his prep during the weekend in playing. Yeah, it is. But he's, um, he's a hard worker, hard worker, Tom, so... Uh, he's got great leadership qualities and was obviously a, um, a captain in New Zealand 20s level. So um, I guess his leadership and just as a general um, professionalism for a young man is um, pretty impressive. And I think for him, it was, it was time in the saddle and um, getting to play big minutes and um, I guess find out a few things and have a good understanding of what it takes at the Super Rugby level. But no, mate, he, he's a guy that's going to probably flourish in, in that environment and he's going to do his job. And um, I, mean, I think he does warrant selection with with how his form is going, and obviously Dills is, Dills is down there, who's been fantastic during the um, Super Rugby Aotearoa as well, being rewarded as well, so um, you're going to look forward to seeing who's going to get section out of those two, considering they've played um, pretty well during the whole year. Now, the, the Leonard Brown brothers have been going each other in the media, I don't know if you've seen it, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good, man. Dan, Daniel seems to think he ran over the top of Anton. Um, I, I would say, knowing Anton, he's going to be searching for him. Uh, there, there seems to be a good brotherly rivalry, but also not just between them. There's been some good banter by the coaches, the players. So it does lead into quite a, um, I suppose, fierce rivalry. And it is all tongue-in-cheek Monday to Thursday, but I think around Friday, Saturday, it'll be all business and, and it'll be all on. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, you know, we're all competitors and I think it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek. And yeah, I even saw Gus go into the, on the All Blacks TV, Gus going into the South Camp and, you know, getting a bit of chirp there, but I think we know as competitors, man, we don't want to get the, the better of it, especially when you go up against teammates that are in different camps. Uh, any chance to, to get a little win in contact or a cheap shot or get a W, so that it holds well for the next year, being able to have a bit of banter between each other. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Tom? Man, I think, um, I just think it's going to be an epic game of footy to watch. I think I did see that clip um, with the uh, Leonard. Brown boys. I thought um, Daniel actually got the better of him there, I think. <laughs> Anton tried to put a shot. Like you can see he tries to put a shot on, but your brother's he's bigger and stronger, mate. You, you're, getting, <laughs> you're, going, you're going nowhere. And they had double shoulders on him too. I was, see, I'd be I'd right. be shocking in that sense. If my brother said that to me, I'd just say, how many all black jerseys you got, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Go to my garage, boy, and never look at the same jerseys. <laughs> Now, just where you're sleeping, mate. Just where you're sleeping. Oh, there it is, right there. I think, when I was watching it, that's all I was thinking. I was thinking, geez, Anton's doing well to just hold his tongue here. Um, so, who do you, what sort of players do you reckon? I suppose we've touched on a little bit. Are there any ones that stand out that have the most to play for, or players that you potentially think might overplay their hand because it's their first sort of experience of it and potentially could play themselves out of a, an all black caller? Well, I think, um, I was thinking about it today. And I was thinking, like, Will Jordan, he's pretty sharp, man. And, like, hope, if he gets a crack, I think um, he could be one that could overplay his hand a little bit, Jip. Uh, I think Danny McKenzie has a lot to prove as well. I think um, 
He's obviously kind of been out of that mix for a long time. Um, and, yeah, he's got a juicy to play for, and I think he could be one that might might overplay, probably try too hard and try to do things himself. And then um, I don't see the selectors um, enjoying that too much. So he could be another one. Um, but other than that, man, I think, I think yeah, it's a good opportunity for all the boys to have put their hand up and, and give it a good crack. Yeah, I'm looking. Um, I'm looking forward to the loose four trio of the of the north of the north team. Eh, there's just a lot of a lot of good guys in, in that squad that are been given opportunities and um, guys that are real deserving and they're pretty stacked. So um, whoever gets the opportunity, that's one um, selection that I'm that I'm looking forward to seeing because a lot of those yeah, and the Blues boys, man, like you know Aki and and Hoskins in that sense, and, and the other boys that are well that are deserving as well. So now I'm looking forward to that to that battle and um, seeing how that goes as well. You've got Bo Shear in there, you've got Artie. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be hard fought um, to, to get a spot. Um, and I suppose, I mean, the one position I've been looking at is, is we're sort of touching it a lot, but going back yeah. to another crusader, Dan Shea, you know, I think if you're a lot going into this, you know Paddy's going to get selected, you know Sammy's going to get selected, and then it's like, well, you're really, you're playing for a spot, anyone outside of that, and guys that, are potentially injured are still in the selection mix. So, you, you know, the guys that have been caught in behind have, have got to really have a blinder. And because there's not that much maybe super experience, not much of that, you know, all-black environment experience, it could lead to maybe overplaying. I mean, you know Dunshay better than us most. Could that be something that could get under him? Or is he a pretty relaxed customer and he'll just go about his work? Oh, there's... <laughs> Man, there won't be much for Dunshay, mate. He... Uh... He's pretty straight, straight and narrow, eh? So I think um, there's a few bolts that are missing upstairs, actually. So I think he'll actually, um, <laughs> I, I think, I think, um, I think he'll be fine. And I think the last, I think he's very fortunate that um, he's had some pretty good locking stocks down south, and to be able to learn off and I guess good understanding what an all black esque environment would be like. So no, nah, man, I thought I think he'll be alright. He'll be grass cutting, mate. He's got the lawnmower out. He just chops everything. <laughs> so. Team first. Or focus on your nailing yourself. You know, quite hard when you've got a week to prepare. You know, is it is it a you know you're not going to be able to put too much of a team system together. It'll be pretty basic. Are you as a player? If you two were in there, would you just be looking to nail your stuff uh, and then let everyone else worry about themselves? I'd be just be worrying about myself. I think um, yeah, like you said, just one week to prepare, uh, one game, and then yeah, you you've got a you're playing for a jersey, so. Mate, I'd be all about myself, doing everything I can to um, nail my role and uh, do the book work, get into the laptops and yeah, nailing it at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I think, um, yeah, there's obviously going to be a lot of information that's going to be thrown at them. And I guess in the, in the earlier part of the week, try and get as much of it as you can. And then once you get that homework done, you end up being a rugby player. And what got you there was being decisive and, uh, and backing your skill set. So, um, yeah, I'd... That's how I'd probably prepare for it as well. To follow that up then, how important, because there's two types of players, isn't there? There's your, your relaxed type that can just front Saturday, and then there's your attention to detail needs a consistent week's prep to, to nail Saturday. How crucial is what your behaviours are during the week just as important as your performance on the weekend for your All Black selection? 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, I think it's, um, I think it's massive. I think, you know, um, as, you, as you know, Jeff, I think it's, it's an audition. And especially if, if you're not um, if you're not selected in the side, let's just say you're not selected in the 23, I think your your work habits and how you hold yourself is you know, going to be a pretty clear indication of um, the kind of character that you are. And um, I'm guessing with the, you know when with the All Blacks, you know there's there's not a long leash, so you've got to make sure that you're pretty switched on in that sense. So um, yeah, that's how I'd probably address it. What do you think, Tony? For me, oh, I can be a little bit relaxed in my approach to a game, but. Um... Definitely something I would, would work on more is man that but working that prep. But um I think for that as well though, Jip, I think being at such a short week, I don't think you need probably need to probably need to change anything. If you I think if you're a relaxed player for that week, you're a relaxed player and that's who you are. If you end up trying to do something that you're probably not, if we talk about overplaying your hand, you know, that could be could be a difference of, you know, not not performing well. So um I think in a in a short week like that, it's a double edged sword. You 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 want to make an impression but at the same time do you try and you know, do you try and change for for the people that you need to, and it affects your performance, or do you just go to your stock center? What's got you there, and you end up having uh, consistent performance like you had your whole career? Yeah, so you, you you're looking at it. You know, the coaches will probably look at your performance on the weekend, and if you have a bad one, then they're probably going to look at your week and maybe put a line through you. But if you have a great one, they're like, well, he's been who he is. We accept yeah. that, and we can work with that sort of thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep, hundred percent. All right, well, the important time. Who are you supporting and why? You've got to be south, don't you, boy? Because you're in Invercargill? It's funny you say that, Brad, because um, my first first-class game was for the old goals, North Otago. So uh, nice. I qualified for the south. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that because you haven't told me 50 times. Shut your face. All right, Brenner? Um, oh, man, that's a tough one because I know all those, all, all those Crusader boys in that, so... Um, but again, I'm, I'm from home, so mate. So I was sworn to the North boys, but you know, hoping the Crusader boys um, go well in the games. Uh, spoken like a true professional. Safe man, jeez. <laughs> okay, that's 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 your heart. What's your gut say? Who wins, North or South? I'm saying North. Good on you, Tone. I'm going North, obviously, but I'm just so loyal. It's not funny. I think, and this is just me being biased. I think in a, in a short week and having a lot of Crusaders players playing, and that. Familiar, being familiar with each other, I think it could hold them in good stead. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm actually just going to go south. Oh, mate, that's so good because I don't reckon you would have got any flatmates if you'd said the other way. <laughs> just cover my bases, mate. <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, but seriously, Jip, do you reckon that's a, a, a massive positive that the south, the, probably the south team have? The majority are having a lot of Crusader players in there. Oh, look, I, I've been, th- I've been thinking about it a lot as well, and I think, 
on paper, the North have got a better side, but yes, the combinations and just that attitude of backs against your wall, um, plenty to prove, and the type of player driving that team around in, in Richie Moanga, um, it's going to be awesome. And, and, mm. and also the opportunities. Um, you know, there's a lot of proven, I suppose, all-black talent in the North. So they've got a bit of currency. Mm. I don't think there's a lot of currency with the all-black coaches in the South, which means it could go either way, don't get me wrong, but there's, there's a real presence to what you want to put out there in an audition style for an all-black jersey. So I, I think it holds the South in good stead, but I think, I think the North will, will um, get the job done. It's definitely not going to be a blowout. I don't think it'll be a blowout. It'd be too tough to be a blowout with a yeah. week's prep. Doesn't matter how good a player um, you are, you know. If you don't know the guy inside out, you as well as uh, you used to at Super Rugby when you've had how many weeks together. I'll tell you one matchup I'm looking forward to is um, Richie and Bodie. That's yeah. going to be a yeah. uh, going to be a great matchup. I know there's been a bit of it in the media, but I think what a great audition, man! It's going well, to be great. That that will get viewing itself that that matchup. Okay, well, would that believe it or not? Would Bodie go into that as the underdog? And he's got plenty to prove. Well, I think he would, Chip, because he's been, obviously been playing a lot at 15 for us. At the Blues, so... Um, and obviously, Moana has been the, the standout 10 across the country. Um, well, I mean, the, I've been watching a bit of the Prem and that, and there's no other 10 out there like Moana. And so, different, different style of players, but... I just think that's so exciting for the game that we're talking about Bowden Barrett being an underdog. I know. Can I, can I just say this? We're, we're talking about a guy that's an underdog who was a world player of the year two years in a row. I know. He's the underdog in our own I country. But, that's unbelievable. But that's because, you know, like he's been moved around a little and, and Richie's, you know, he's done the business as well for a long time. I mean, it's just, does, does the nine then play a part for him? Does the nine... Player part, you know, there's a great relationship there in, in Nuggy and TJ for Bodie. Um, you know, Richie's got Mitch there. Has he played a lot with Finlay? Has he played a lot with Brad? Well, again, I think, you know, then, then does that kind of come into the selection process for the, for the, for the coaches as well? You know, I think Rich and, and Mitch have been playing since, <clears throat> excuse me, since the academy days. You know, so it was a basis selection around that. Um, and obviously, Brad's the incumbent um, halfback probably in that South squad, so... He hasn't, um, played gonna... much, he hasn't played much with them over the last four years, though. <laughs> he's been in. He's been there. He's been there. But um, I think having mate, if we talk about nines, Nuggy and his form as well. Look, man, if you're having you know, probably the best nine in the world throwing the dart and having that um, gamesmanship, it's only going to help you as a ten. But again, we've got we're so blessed in this country to have. You could look at you look at both sides, and you could easily put them in, in test teams. So I think it just adds to the occasion. Uh, it's, it's a shame there's going to be no crowd. It would have been great to have a crowd, but I think as viewers watching on TV, you're in for an absolute barnstormer. We'll move on um, now, I suppose, to a little bit of you, Big Tone, and uh, jump in here as you see fit, Brunner, if there's anything that uh, tickles your fancy. But I suppose just talk to us about you know how you ended up playing for the States, um, and then I suppose when you've had that experience of international rugby, how does it differ in terms of the style we have here in New Zealand? Um, yeah, I always, well, my old man's born in the States. Yeah, I was 
2016 with the Hurricanes and uh, John Mitchell was the head coach of the team at the time, the Eagles. So he reached out to me and I didn't know he was the coach at all. Um, he being John Plumtree's brother-in-law and best mate, that's kind of John Plumtree kind of whispered in my hands, was pushing me to to go to go play over there and John Mitchell really wanted me to go and look I I looked at the loose forwards and the that were gonna that were close to an all black jersey that year and I just was like, I'm not gonna make the ABs like I'm not as good as these players. Um they're all the similar age to me, Artie and Sam Kane, those boys. So um yeah, it was it wasn't a tough decision, but like at the time I was just, I was pretty comfortable, I was content with the with that and um yeah, so I went over there. The style actually wasn't that much different that those first two years I played with them. Is that, um, John Mitchell is that was because of Mitch. Yeah, so our game plan was like the same as the Hurricanes game plan. Uh, we had John Mitchell and Marty there was the Fords coach, and he's good mates with Chrono. So the scrums were the same. The mentality they wanted the hydro set up, um, playing yeah the one three three one shape. All that kind of stuff was wanted to play quick. It was real um, New Zealand type type footy, so it wasn't too much of a of a change for me. And basically, when I got in the squad, they wanted me to help drive a lot of the stuff as well because I was I was doing it every week with the Canes. So we know we know like the athletes there, and if you use uh, Japan as a little bit of an example. Uh, of of a developing nation and and you know making the quarters last World Cup, you guys probably didn't finish where you wanted to do. With the MLR, do you think that provides an opportunity for there to be a big growth? Because we know um, you know the US has got the athletes. There's no question about that. But how do we get those athletes um, into into rugby for one, and having something like the MLR, a professional sort of environment on their doorstep and the competitive nature, I suppose, of the NFL, is that going to provide an avenue for us to see some better athletes to come across to rugby and potentially lift the Eagles? Yeah, I think you said it. There's some amazing athletes out there. I, I use Sam Wuchin as an example. He was a kid that was playing for Washington. He was their captain um, in, in, sorry, Washington in, in football. Uh, and he was um, pretty much, he was predicted to make the first round draft pick for the NFL um, and he chose to he wanted to play rugby and him coming into camp yeah mate it's crazy and um, I kind of wanted took him under my wing and helped him with like the the rugby knowledge side of things because he's been playing football his whole life um, but he's from Hawaii and he's Samoan so he has that um, he like grew up watching it his old man played it and stuff. So he grew up watching. He wanted to play rugby. But like I said, like an amazing athlete, like so powerful, fast, um, just with the knowledge thing. Um, it was it was a slow learning for him. But um, he's now in the MLR playing for San Diego and he's he's a great player for them. I think there's some like um, really good university teams in the US now and um, some really good coaches. So there's that little stepping stone there. And then a lot of those MLR teams are picking guys from from the MLR, uh, sorry, from the university team. So um, yeah, I think it's a lot of people call the US a sleeping giant. I think um, they're probably right. I think 
the MLR is going to be, is huge for the US. Um, I I've seen a fair bit of footage from guys that I played with uh, in 2016 in the US team that didn't make it the years of that, but um, they are far better players now. The MLR has been so great for them. Um, there's some, like I said, there's some amazing coaches now. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of foreign coaches. And now you see a few, few um, Aussie and Kiwis going over there because it's the same time as um, Super Rugby here in New Zealand. So guys that aren't quite on the radar for Super Rugby and are good enough to play over there so are getting picked up. On that, then uh, you're also seeing you, you're also well. seeing some experienced guys uh, use. Let's use Ma'anonu as an example. Reno Ranger. Is that injection of player with that sort of experience, understanding rugby knowledge, going to be a positive then? Because the, you're talking about that young fella before, his knowledge and his ability to learn the game was a bit slow. If you can get more players like that, um, and there's a little bit more cash injected into that competition, uh, in and around those players, do you think their knowledge will increase, which then again will hopefully flow into, a, you know, I suppose, a sleeping giant awakening? I think so, for sure. Ma'o was huge for San Diego. Um, yeah, Rene over at Colorado Raptors and stuff like that. So I think you're right. If the money, if they can get more money out of it. There's a few rumours going around, Jeff. I think like uh, World Rugby are a little um, scared that there could be well, the money's there. Like the, they have the they have the sponsors. They have the they have the money, but they still have a cap. They have to stay to the cap. So and they have to stay within it. So, um, yeah, I mean, if they can, if World Rugby will allow the cap to be larger, I mean, World Rugby is scared that the US is just going to chuck money at these players from overseas, and it's going to eliminate all chances of the sandwichings coming from um, from the NFL type type scene and the universities. And just around that. that, just around that, bro. Obviously, man, if, if they're the sleeping giant and there's investors and there's money, um, what's the what's the massive reasoning? On World Rugby is obviously stepping in, but how do they? What's the solution around getting past that? And because if we if you can grow the game in in America and it becomes big, man, like all all rugby nations in the world, it's only going to benefit us as as players and having that market as well would be crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think they look at it like, I think they're looking at it like it has the potential to be like Japan, where Japan are chuck ridiculous amounts of tin around for the best players mm. in the world. And like I said before, I think they're worried that it's going to eliminate all chances of these young guys. But that's worked for Japan. Um, mm. But are you saying they don't want the f amount of foreign eligible players, I suppose, in the Eagles? That's my mentality around it, Jim, I think. Um, yeah, I think that that's what they're worried. Would you would you go up there, Brim? Does it interest you in time? Oh, mate, if, if there was a, enough enough cash and an opportunity to go over there, mate, why would you not? Why would you not want to go over there? Hundred percent. What a, what a, what a great experience to be in America and to experience something like different like that. And if it's paid well and it's it's a good environment and the the resources get better, it's a, what a great what a great way to to travel and be a part of that, that, that organization. Just, I suppose. Leading on from that and opportunities over there, you know, and I suppose in the current state the world's in, what does a perfect 2021 look like for, for Tony Lambourne? It'd be re-signing, playing Super Rugby next year. I 
I'm still passionate about playing here in New Zealand. I want to stay around. It's the best rugby in the world. It's bringing the best out of me, and um, I think that's that's what I, I think. Super rugby, I, there's going to be a super comp some of somewhat in New Zealand, no matter what. So that's guaranteed. I think if I look at the MLR and some of my mates that I'm talk to that live over there and play in the MLR, like, we don't see it happening. We don't see the MLR happening in 2021. So, mate, for me, it would be having a line of a season for the Stags, um, not only for myself, but the team going going really well. Um, and then, yeah, signing on Super Rugby for next year. Well, I have no doubt that you'll achieve that Thank one, uh, the big dog dog. Uh, so, <laughs> moving on then from... Uh, the illustrious career of T. Lambourne and, and moving to the rugby championship. Uh, you've heard the rumours of the Springboks uh, potentially leaving. Thoughts on that? Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a dagger, I reckon, eh? I think, um, yeah, I think all of, you know, talk, talk around Super Rugby and, you know, those boys possibly leaving to go to the Pro 14 and to be in Europe. But, um, you know, I think their oldest, our oldest foe, and yes, we have the Bledisloe Low Cup, which is dear to our hearts, but man, every time we get to play South Africa in a rugby championship, they just, for whatever reason, the All Blacks in South Africa, there's just no better test match I reckon when I'm watching it. So it's going to be a massive loss if, if they head off. And um, I know Japan obviously dropped out of that, out of their eight, that eight um, nations, but yeah, for me, that'll be a massive blow for us, I reckon, having that kind of calibre players and the old foe, I, I reckon. So yeah, I don't know how you feel about that one, Tony. Completely agree, mate. 100%. I think um, as a kid growing up, waking up early, early hours, playing uh, the All Blacks playing in South Africa it was like it was those are make mem- those are my memories. You know, like waking up the old man, old lady making hot chocolate and sitting there watching those games. Um, I'd be absolutely gutted if yeah if they would have withdrawn and not play anymore. I think I've got a I've got a couple of mates over in South Africa and they they're just talking about how it's a lot easier for them. They feel like it's a lot easier for them to just go to Europe and play over there. Here's a question for you, Jim. If if, if South Africa end up do going and leaving Sanzar and leaving us, will they just end up going into the um the Six Nations? It's a good question. I, I think COVID's probably opened things up to change a little bit. Um, I think they're the world champions, so they're in hot demand. They've got to be uh, somewhere, don't they? Yeah, oh, they'll be somewhere, um, but there's so many variables to go into it. Uh, not just you know players' comfort of being in the time zone. She's a different, she's a different bracket of dough when you're going up to the northern hemisphere. There's a reason why a lot of players go up there after, you know, being in their home nations and achieving what they want to do at international rugby. So it's it's a different kettle of fish in that sense. Whereas you know, obviously. Super Rugby's, we know where that's at and, and it's achievable still and, um, you know, potentially, you know, the best players in the in the world for the style of Southern Hemisphere Rugby. What does Springboks Rugby look like when they go and join Northern Hemisphere? You know, there's so many variables that can do to it and, and I suppose I flip it on the sense that, are we, say it happens, say they leave. And and I'm I'm not saying they will or what or they won't, but do we think it'll hamper all black rugby or is our depth, our talent pool, our ability um, to play each other enough to keep the all black strong, or do we need that nation that bad? Oh man, I think it's a we hundred percent need them. 
I think 100%. I think if we were, if we were to lose them, and you know, this is you know no disrespect to Australia, but I think with the kind of change of guard with what they're going through and um, their struggles with with depth and the depth within Super Rugby, and um, you know, they'll be no doubt 100% competitive when it comes to um, international footy. But you think about South Africa going up to the northern northern hemisphere, the likes of France, England, Wales, Ireland. South Africa, all those teams playing against each other, it's only going to make you make you better. Like who do like who do we go? Who do we go for? So it's us, Aussie, possibly Argentina, Japan. You know, the you think of the Pacific Islander team? Do you, who knows? I just think the level of competition, I just think would be at a, a bit of a disadvantage. I don't know what you boys think around that though. It's bringing the best out in players. It's a different style of game. Like you know that you're getting that physical, that physical, um, um, physical game against the All Blacks, you're getting um, think, um, South Africa that's nailing their set piece, that rely on their, their line out, their mauling, their scrummaging. Um, and I just don't see, I just don't think you're going to get that with your Australia and your Argentina. So, yeah, it'd be a huge loss. I'd be, I'd be really disappointed. Yeah, you know, we've got to find a way forward if it does happen. You know, so you, you've got your, you got your Aussie who I think, with Dave Rennie, like, I just think they're going to thrive. And the more and more I watch Super Rugby AU, they, they're, they're, they're on their way back. I genuinely believe that. I'm not just saying that. I think they'll be a lot stronger under his guidance, especially because his, just his abilities come at a right time where there's a really strong young group. Uh, their under-20s team has been successful the last couple of years, and he's just got a proven track record of bringing the best out of young men and mentoring them to be successful in their careers. There's also Japan, who let's just not forget what they achieved at the World Cup. We've got this potential opportunity of growing the Pacific game, which has been a, a, a something that has probably been a dream for a long time. And then, you know, you've got the likes of RG, who I don't know where they're at, because a lot of their players will want to play in Europe. Um, and how that affects them and, and the way the competition structured. But I think, you know, I, I agree, we can't lose the Springboks. But I still think there's an opportunity and, and there's, there's the ability to create something strong enough to keep, keep one, us strong, but also the Southern Hemisphere strong. Would you not agree? Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I think, um, I guess the only thing that would, that would hamper us a little bit is, is time around that, you know, like, I think if you think at the Six Nations and, and why they're so strong is, you know, they've been doing that for X amount of plus, well, plus years, no different from what us we are in the Rugby Championship and the Tri-Nations. Um, but again, I think, yeah, like you said, it's a great opportunity for the Pacific Islanders who have just been, you know, been waiting and have been waiting in the wings to get an opportunity. And, you know, it'd be great for them to, whether they come in a, in a Pacific Islander, um, like collectively as a team, like a, like a Moana kind of team, or they individually come as separate separate um, countries, then um, it's a conversation that will definitely have to be had because there's going to have to be some form of change or solution to have our competition to be uh, competitive because you know that's the that's what the All Blacks brand need and that's what the All Blacks need to have competitive test matches cons- consistently throughout the year. So um, a great opportunity, but um, yet yeah, to be interesting interesting to see what those solutions would have to be. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.